Well, glory be to God. Welcome to Kingdom Keys. I'm Apostle Max. We're raising a generation with kingdom revelation. Today we're dealing with prayer and we've been dealing with uh, the Our Father prayer grid. And within that, you'll discover a place where Jesus gives us, he says, in Matthew 6 and 13, it says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. When you come into the kingdom of God, plenty of the temptations we dealt with before we were saved, uh, a lot of it had got to do with the things that we actually wanted to do. Satan planted a seed inside of us and a desire inside of us. And uh, there was no real resistance in any way because there was no um, conscience or a conviction of the Spirit of God on the inside of us to do something different. But then when you got born again, God put you in a different path. And he brought you into a kingdom with a plan that you need to be doing the will of God for your life. And what the enemy would do every single time, please hear me, there's nothing new under the sun. The Bible is very clear. Is that the moment you start to work for God, the moment you start to go God's way, you'll find that there'll be always a temptation to get out of the will of God and out of the plan of God. Part of the Our Father prayer is to pray that uh, you be lead, that we be led away from temptation, from anything that would keep us from fulfilling what God has got for us to fulfill in the earth. Let's have a look at um, James chapter 1, and let's pick up from verse 13. It says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Listen, the wages of sin is death. We know that. We know that we're sitting in, the, in this mess because Eve got tempted and she was deceived. And then was pulled out of God's intention from the beginning of time. That where we spend time in the glory realm, uh, receiving all that God has got for us. That was God's original in intention. Because of the deception, both um, Eve who never had truth. Adam was the one who was given the truth. She thought that what she was eating and what she was receiving was the truth. That's the reason why um, it is important for you to be understanding the word of God and what word, God's word says. Because scripture lets you know that before we were saved, and um, this is how temptation works, is that Satan's got to find a desire inside of you. He's got to find something inside of you to tempt you with. Certain people will never be tempted with, um, you know, alcohol as an example. I mean, it was really not my thing. You know, gambling was my thing. And so the enemy would always use that and draw me away from the plan and the purposes of God. And you'll find some people that have never come out of that place of being saved because... Um, or even sometimes when they did, is that Satan would always be tempting them back into that place of uh, feeling that he can meet their desires. All of it is deception. Please hear me when I say that to you. All of it is deception. Satan, uh, the place that you feel unfulfilled the most is the place you'll be tempted the most. 
You need to write that down. That's really important. Because unless you find your satisfaction in Him, until you find satisfaction in God's presence, if you desire to have a baby so strong or a relationship so strong, you'll violate all kinds of value systems to get it. And that's what Satan uses. James is letting you know that number one, God doesn't tempt you with evil. God can never do that for you. But Satan's finding something inside of you and me that wants to a thing so bad that you would violate the word of God, violate your conscience, violate the, the voice of the Holy Spirit, violate the counsel of people because you want a thing so bad. Don't you ever get into that place where you want something so bad because, um, and you are willing to violate um, any relationship and your relationship with the Holy Spirit, even the voice of the Holy Spirit, to get it. That is always Satan's uh, path. It's his, it's, there's nothing new under the sun. So his strategy is always the same. He, wants to de he deceives us by believing that if you violate God's word and jump out of the payday triangle on God's way of doing things and being right, that you're going to be satisfied. But any time you get involved in a system outside of God's system, listen to what the scripture says. It says that what if a man gains the whole world yet loses his soul? There's always an exchange that takes place when you are involved in the world system. The world will always demand something from you to give you something. There are no free meals with the devil. There are no free meals and free tickets anywhere. I'm letting you know that even though the cheese looks like it's free for that mouse, there is a trap in it with the enemy. There's always something because the Bible says that sin is, um, um, you, you can, it's enjoyable for a season. But you know that season passes and the emptiness and the brokenness and, and the destruction, you seeing the damage in people's lives. But when you come into the kingdom of God, you need to know, number one, God can't tempt you with evil. Number two, you need to understand that there's something inside of you that the enemy is going to use as a hook to pull you into his snare. So that's the reason why you need to be satisfied in God. You've got to find your satisfaction in the presence of God. I am satisfied. This is a, one of the statements Dr. Winston makes. I am satisfied that God can never mismanage my life. Come on, somebody. You got to put that out there that I am satisfied that in the season of my singleness, I can remain single and I'm satisfied in the presence of God. I'm not here to violate relationships. I'm not here to violate God's way of doing things and being right. I'm going to follow after God and I'll never let the enemy use something inside of me. That's why you submit your will to God. That's why you submit your flesh. That's why you fast. That's why you pray. Part of the prayer, he says, in the prayer, Lead us, he said, pray lest you fall into temptation. So you know that it always brings death. You need to know that every good and perfect gift is from above. That is James chapter 1 and verse 17. And so God is calling you into a place. Uh, both of us, Luke 22 verse 40, on reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. So let's, let's deal with these temptations and understand when you are dealing with temptations on various levels. We are dealing with the kingdom of God and temptation because the scripture lets us know that that is um, what Jesus asks us to pray. Let us get into some scripture here. Let's deal with Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1, starting from verse 1. 
Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said to him, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So you know that in seasons when God has got you in a season of time and you've got to get up every single day the way the people did in the wilderness, that they would get up every day, they would gather manna, they would get revelation from, the, from God's presence and, and um, when the dew, dew fell, they began to eat from that. That was just a training. The Bible says that how God humbled you, how God to test you to see that you would follow God's orders. Because on the first one, uh, we're not trying to um, really control your gift. Anytime you deal with submission, people think that submission is controlling your gift. You're not trying to do that. Nobody's trying to do that. When God asks you to submit, he's trying to deal with your appetite. Do you want to know that we have got appetites that Egypt put inside of us, desires inside of us? I know you desire that car. I know you want to get married. I know you also want to stay in your own house. I know you want a different business. I know you want to flourish and you want to walk in with, with power and authority and you want to experience the blessedness of the kingdom of God. I know that you're looking for all those things, but God knows you in need of these things. In the kingdom of God, God knows you need of those things. Sometimes we have others making trips across the globe or taking honeymoons in, you know, in, in Paris or, or going to Mauritius or Maldives. And you find all these things. And, and sometimes if you have not dealt with the appetite inside of you, you can get up lusting for things. The Bible says in Psalms 106 that they lusted after things in the wilderness and eventually God gave them what they lusted for, but he brought the leanness into their souls. Please hear me when I say this to you, that anytime you come to the kingdom of, uh, when you're dealing with the kingdom of darkness, there's nothing, it's not not, there's nothing for nothing there. The, Satan doesn't give you um, the thing that you're asking for, for nothing. The Bible says, what if a man gains the whole world yet loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Because there's an exchange that takes place every single time you engage with the kingdom of darkness. You're going to lose something guaranteed. Either your relationship or the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit or the businesses or family and the like because the temptation will always leave you naked and ashamed and afraid of the presence of God. Please hear me. God doesn't bring the temptation but you must be clear that you can grow through temptation. God will make you, if you develop in this, you will grow through temptation. The first temptation that you're always going to have, look at Jesus in the temptation. He now is dealing with the place of where the tempter comes to him and the first one is personal. Everybody please type that out. Say the first level is personal. Because he's trying to find out, do you know who you are? Now that you're claiming you in the kingdom of God and you, you're claiming that you're born again and you're claiming that you belong to God and you're claiming that you are favored of God and you are claiming that you are a new creation in Christ and you're claiming that all things have passed away and you're claiming that there is a bright future for you is asking you, do you know who you are? That's the first temptation for everyone. Do you understand that? Because there are 130 um, maybe 132 identification scriptures in the Bible because you need to know those things. You need to put it in your spirit and you need to be clear that you are the righteousness of God. And you know, people say, I'm a sinner. And you know, you know we, we're just all sinners. No, 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 make up your mind. Are you a sinner or are you the righteousness of God? 
Were you made righteous? Yes, you were made righteous through the blood of Jesus. So you can't profess or make a confession and agree with darkness and say, well, I'm just a sinner. No, we're dealing with your flesh. Your flesh must be subdued. You need to remember that there is something called an old man. The old man inside of you is the, the old uh, you that, that sinned, the one that fell, the one that stumbled in life, the one that never made it. But now that you are born again, you are separated from that. You have been, you were made righteous. Someone asked the question, how is it possible for somebody just to be made righteous and on a day they made a confession and they gave their heart to Christ and all things, all things have uh, passed away and all things have become new? Um, how can it be that you being born again, now you're the righteousness of God? Well, you have to ask the question, is that, so how is it possible for a child, a baby child that has never ever uh, sinned, but is, is called a sinner because you got born into sin? It's your very nature. You didn't have to teach the child to cheat or to lie or to go and steal. You didn't have to do it. The nature of the child caused them to do that. That's why everybody must be born again because God now injects his nature in you and you are the righteousness of God. And with the righteous comes favor. And with the righteous comes blessing. And with the righteous comes um, uh, protection and angels. This is why you are made righteous through the blood of Jesus. This is a kingdom key because on the first level, the enemy will always ask you, do you know who you are? And I want you to pay attention to that. You, some of you should have um, just confession cards made and go back to the basics. Because Psalms 11 says, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? So if you don't have a foundation for your faith, he's coming to ask you. The tempter is coming to ask you. And you must have scripture because Jesus responded by it is written. Satan was there at his water baptism when the heavens opened and the Father, everybody heard the voice. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Identification done. Not one miracle performed. No, No raising of the dead. No walking in his ministry. But identification comes first. Why? Because your image comes first. So the first tempter, the first temptation will always be about who do you think you are? Your response should be, how much time do you have? Because you are establishing yourself in righteousness. And because you're going to walk in dominion, you're going to walk in your authority. The Bible says in the book of uh, Philemon is that uh, you need to confess every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. That's verse 6. To to strengthen your faith, you you confess, you, you, you admit, you, you declare, I am righteous you begin to establish yourself in god's word and what god's word says about you because you are the you were made righteous through the the blood of jesus christ that's the first level of temptation please note it there are levels of temptation you need to know clearly who you are the next level have a look at this verse 5 says then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Have a look at the next level. You are gifted, you are anointed, you have favor, it's foundational. That is your image. That is you are sent here for purpose. You are, you are, you know who you are. 
you you are anointed you can do what god has called you to do greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world all of that is personal the next level of temptation is that can you deal with the church community because it has got to do with the temple because now he'll want to blow you off from this place to try and prove a point in here we're not here trying to prove a point to anybody in this place we're not trying to prove a point. That's why in most religious settings, there'll be collars and there's got to be preferential seating and the like. But this is not what this is all about. Because the enemy wants to prove that you, you know, that you had a title in the world system. You now need a title in the church. The devil is a liar. You need to produce in the kingdom of God. You need to become, you know, I, I, I say to the people and my pastors and, and anybody, I can't make you who you're not. Not in the kingdom of God. It's that you, you begin to function out of a place and, and we just affirm what God has already ordained. That's how it works in this place. Because you are already, you need to separate your who from your do. Because sometimes uh, you can make a mistake uh, in your flesh, but it still doesn't change the fact that you're the righteousness of God. Are you hearing me? Because when you come in into a religious setting, we mess up the kingdom of God because you want to put titles on people. And that gives them also an entitlement which becomes problematic in the functionality of the kingdom and an apostolic hub and an apostolic center. Everybody in the in apostolic centers, everybody's productive. Everybody is moving. Everybody can move into what God has got for them. You never came into this temple for a title. You came in here to be productive. You've came to get your, your training and your development. Let's just think about David for a minute because David is anointed three times and on every single level there are giants and temptations are on every single level. So when you come in on level number one, David comes in there and he wants to take Goliath's head off. His brother says, who do you think you are? He says, isn't there a cause? That's first level. The second level that he goes on to in Hebron, he's now dealing with his low season and he's dealing with relationships and people that are connected to his divine destiny and he's beginning to train them up and others are joining David in Hebron. Hebron, Hebron means covenant relationship. It means friendship with God. It means that there is a mountain, this family mountain is because on this level, it's not a building you are dealing with. Many people have confused the church and the building. Let's deal with that. It is this house. It is this place called the Ecclesia. It is this place where we begin to function as a governing authority in the earth. And what that allows us to do, it allows us to function um, and bring in a culture. I'm saying this to you. You do not change the culture in a church setting. You only can change culture in a family setting. That's why God called you into his kingdom and he's our father. What's he doing? He's changing the culture so that you're not here to prove a point to your enemies even. You are here to fulfill the purpose that the father has sent you for. You are here on assignment. You are here to do what the Father's called you to do. You are anointed. You are approved already. You are an ambassador for Christ. You are the righteousness of God. You don't need any man's approval. You are approved already from above. Are you hearing me? You're not here to make a point. He says, this is what Satan says at this level. Prove a point. Prove a point to the people. I mean, you know the scripture. He will give his angels charge over you. He says, I'm not here to prove a point to anybody. I'm here to fulfill my purpose in the earth. In every worldly system, you have to prove yourself. And so people violate all kinds of things to show like in front of the pastor, the apostle, and it looks good in the eyes of people. 
But at home, their lives aren't changed and there's no victory in their lives. This is not the kingdom of God. You are not here. Please type that out. I'm not here to prove a point to anyone. I'm here to fulfill the purpose which God has sent me. So when God sends you into a church, you're jealous of nobody. In fact, the Bible says you don't even compare yourself to anybody because to compare is unfair. Please type that out. It's in the scriptures. In fact, the Bible says it's not just un only unfair, it's unwise. You're comparing yourself to nobody. Hebrews chapter 12 lets you know that you are running the race that has been set before you. There is a race that you must run. And so you're not here trying to you know, stumble over someone else's lane and get into someone else's business. No, no, no. I am graced. I'm confident. I know who I am. I'm not in competition with anybody. And I'm not yet to, you know, I'm not trying to, to prove, a, prove, a, prove a point to anybody. Let's move forward because of the sake of time. The question will always be, um, how, how's your attitude towards the house of God? Many people are trying to look for platforms and it's messing up their character development. If God's got you in time, he's dealing with your character. If God is not giving you the platform yet and God is not giving you the stage yet and the things haven't come yet, it's because God's developing your character and he's subduing that appetite of yours. He does it for all of us. Because you must not be confused with these stage lights. Don't let the light that's uh, on the outside of you, be brighter than the light that's inside of you. It will mess up your destiny. God's dealing with your character. God's making sure that you subdue your appetite. This is what temptations are all about. There's something inside of you that must be subdued. And if you're stumbling over the temptations, why? It's because you are not getting the lesson. Satan's stripping you up with the same stuff. You're going to grow in the season in the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> let's, let's, let's jump. Let's jump. Let's jump. Uh, verse 8, and again the devil took him up to exceedingly high mountain. Please honor God, honor his house. Stay faithful in the house of God. Make your, remember, this is a covenant space. You need to remember that. The first one is personal. I am gifted. I am who God says I am. I'm not here to prove a point. Then God goes, takes you to the next level. He says, now learn to live in the community because it's common unity. There must be unity on this level. We're in covenant relationships. We are family. We all belong. Everybody's gifted. Everybody's anointed. Everybody belongs here. But then there is this third level where you're going to be get, get tempted in is when you begin to run with horses. When God begins to open up territory for you. I want to say this one more time. You've not heard me before. Please write this thing again. Let, if you've never heard me before, let me say it again. Kingdom business is big business. When God shifts you into territory, you need to understand you don't work for houses in a territory because the house comes with the territory. You don't get to work for cars and even try to pay for all those things. The cars are in the garage. You don't have to work for furniture because the house comes fully furnished. That's the idea of the kingdom because you're receiving your inheritance. It is the place of where the glory of God comes upon your life. Listen to the temptation. Again, the devil took him up on a, an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory every kingdom comes with glory it's the expression of what a kingdom does it's how god brags on what he's doing in the earth for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the lord habakkuk ch chapter 4 and verse 17 it, it, it will be filled it's not a maybe. It's going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. That means God's going to bring people up into this highest place. It's called Zion. He begins to get you to function out of your gift and the purpose of why you are here. And now your gift makes room for you and opens up territories for you.
Now you begin to go across the globe and you begin to meet with new kinds of people and you find all kinds of breakthrough and answers. Please hear me when I say this, is that greatness is not a worldly principle. It is a kingdom principle. Because God, all that Satan doing, that Satan does in the earth, he's just mimicking what the kingdom is all about. He is, he is he's a fake. He's a, he's a counterfeit from the real thing that God has got. So he's always trying to bring you into something that looks like it will bring you glory. But I'm letting you know there's always an exchange in that place. You're going to lose something when it comes to Satan. He'll give you some stuff, but when you're 50 years old, he can pull the rug from Michael Jackson. He can mess up with Whitney Houston. He can do these things that people are pushing for because there's an exchange that takes place in the worldly system. When you come into the kingdom of God, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. You will not lose your soul for the things because you've gone through the process with God and God brings you into what he has for you. So listen to what I say. The kingdoms, all kingdoms come with glory. Satan showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and said to him, all these things I will give you. You don't have to go through any process. You don't have to go and wait for times and seasons. What is that? I will just give it to you. You don't have to wait on God. You don't have to go and just say, you know, why must you submit to a church? And why must you go and sow your seed? And he'll give you all of those things. He says, just take a shortcut to where you're going to. If you fall down and worship me, both kingdoms are looking for worship. Satan's also looking for worship. God wants your life to give him praise and glory. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Let's wrap the session up. Hmm. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. I want to pray for you. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, you will also provide a way out so you can endure it. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. God's not even tempting you. Um, he will not even allow the tempter to mess with your destiny. On every level, there's a temptation around, number one, your identity. That's personal. Number two is the church. He'll always try to let you violate the covenant space. It's a place where you can build your, your life and in covenant with God. And if you're meeting with your partner in a covenant space, you'll, the church can teach you more about covenant than your marriage ever could. You want to stay in that place of covenant, even for business. You want to make sure that you're building with covenant people. And on every level, even though Satan would come, he will not tempt you on territory level if you've not even dealt with your personal level. There's some people are being tempted on one level. There's others that are being tempted on the church level to quit, to walk away from the church. Don't give, don't sow, don't serve. Um, don't build other covenant relationships. And then there's other places where people have been tempted with territory where the enemy says to you, you can't come up here. But I'm letting you know that we are coming in for all that God has got for us. You're going to walk and you're going to grow through every single temptation because I found this out with God. God would not even allow the tempter to overrun your life with temptations in such a way that you can't bear it. That's what the scripture says. 
even at the level where he's using, where, where, where Satan's just a pawn in the hand of God, God says, I even draw the boundary of how much you can tempt them. He can't mess with your destiny. But I'm letting you know that you can take the temptation and you can grow through every single one of them. When you say God, when every time you say no to Satan and you say yes to God, remember your spiritual journey is not calculated. It's not measured by days, weeks, months, and years. It's not measured that way. It's measured by incremental obedience. That if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land because that moves you to the next level with God. Don't miss it. The first one's personal. The second one is in the, in the house of God. Do not violate the order in the house of God. Submit. I'm telling you, you can be a multi-billionaire out in the world, but you can still submit into a house of God. It's God's way of preserving you and making sure that you understand that the word of God takes its highest place and that stage or that altar and that place of sacrifice becomes the place that you serve. David had to do it as being the greatest king. He also had to submit to a priest. The next level is when you, the enemy is telling you, you can't come up here concerning the territory and the place that God has got for you. And he will try and mess with you, tell you you don't belong there. But I'm letting you know that on every single level, God's going to strengthen you, guide you and lead you. That you're going to walk into all that God has got for you and become the highest for the kingdom of God. God bless you. I'm Apostle Max. My time is up. My prayer for you is that God would not lead you. That must be your prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. This is Kingdom Keys, and we are raising a generation with Kingdom Revelation. God bless you. Until next time.